Welcome to the GAIN Service Academy Admission Podcast. In these episodes, we will explore all things related to gaining a coveted appointment to the Air Force Academy, Naval Academy, and West Point. And here are your hosts, Rob Kirkland and Trish Penroth. All right. Welcome back to the uh, Gain Service Academy Admission Podcast. I'm here with uh, Trish here, and uh, we're going to talk to you today about uh, about ROTC, Reserve Officer Training Corps. And uh, for those of you who don't know anything about ROTC, it is uh, the main way that uh, we get officers uh, into the United States military. There, many people have the mistaken impression that most officers come from uh, the service academies or from uh, from the officer candidate schools or things like that. But the majority of uh, commissioned officers come from our reserve officer training co ROTC units that are located across the United States. Uh, you know, for example, you know the Army and Air Force have you know over two hundred. Uh, programs nationwide and the navy has around 60 but i mean if you can name a college or university there is usually is an rotc program that's either on the campus or is is in a location near your campus and so what we want to talk to you to you about today is kind of how the uh joining rotc in college can help you get into a service academy now the assumption here is that um, is that you know you applied for a service academy appointment in high school, uh, but you certainly you, you might not have applied for a service academy uh, appointment in high school. But uh, for let's just say for whatever reason you applied in high school and you weren't given an appointment for whatever reason, uh, and then you head off to a college or university. Uh, and during your freshman year, you then go through another application process to uh, get into a service academy. Uh, what we're going to, what Trish and I are going to argue today, is that uh, doing ROTC uh, your freshman year in college uh, can make a huge difference in getting an appointment to a service academy uh, for a number of different reasons, uh, and so. Uh, you know, Trish, uh, what do you have to add to th- this? And I know you're going to talk a little bit about, you know, kind of how the appointment process works with these slots, but does that sound about right to you? Yeah, absolutely. And I, my main question for you would be, what is one of the reasons why someone wouldn't get into a service academy, but they would get in uh, to an ROTC scholarship or they would win that that ROTC scholarship? Yeah. Well, that, that's a great question. I mean, there's, uh, I think the service academies are more difficult to get into. Uh, so, you know, it's just more competitive than mm-hmm. an ROTC scholarship. And so what you'll see, I have candidates who, uh, uh, you know, win an Air Force, a Navy or, or a Army ROTC scholarship that don't get that appointment to a service academy. Uh, another thing, you know, with the academies is that there's certain set aside slots for the academies for like, uh, athletes, uh, in particular, uh, anywhere from, you know, a third of a class at an academy are what are known as core squad or intercollegiate athletes. And there's set asides for those athletes. 
There's also set asides for prior service uh, individuals that you know were active duty Air Force, Navy, or Army that are guaranteed slots uh, into the academy. Uh, for ROTC scholarship coming out of high school, there's no uh, requirement to be a recruited athlete or you're not competing against prior service individuals. So oftentimes for that person who's a non-athlete, uh, non-prior service individual, uh, you know, who might've just been too hard to get into the academy because they didn't fit into one of those categories, then gets an ROTC scholarship. And so yeah. that's what you kind of see sometimes is these people who <clears throat> you know, are great Americans, but just don't, you know, aren't exactly what the academy is looking for at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. So it sounds like at the end of the day, if there, if, you know, you decide that you want to commission into the military as an officer, there's a way to do it regardless Absolutely. of whether or not it's, it's through a service academy. Yeah. And you know, the, uh, you know, I, both you and I are service academy graduates and I know that we can talk about, you know, our impression of ROTC, uh, officers, but mine have been uniformly you know, positive and, oh, absolutely. and uh, you know, fantastic officers. Uh, you know, it, it motivated me later on in my career to head up to ROTC programs and, you know, and actually get into the leadership development of our ROTC graduates. I mean, I didn't really have too much knowledge about ROTC, you know, um, before I graduated from West Point. Yeah, same. Uh, and I, yeah, and I thought, you know, there's no way that these people can be better, <laughs> you know, or more prepared than I was. I spent and four they years. Are. <laughs> yeah, I spent four years getting <clears throat> hammered at the academy, you know, with day in and day out military environment, and yeah, you know, and then I get into the army and I find these ROTC commissioned officers to be hell of a lot better than I was. So I mean, I'm going like, what the yeah. heck were they doing there that was better than? what I did. Did I waste my time for four years at a service academy? <laughs> but you realize it's really, you know, the person, you know, yeah, how, absolutely. Definitely. what kind of quality person they are and, you know, how diligent they are and kind of what they have inside. And so I think, you know, that ROTC is a great opportunity and a great way to become a commissioned officer in, 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 in our services. But, you know, I think, you know, what we're talking about today is that, you know, person who still has that dream of wanting to go to a service academy. And, and, you know, I get it. I mean, both you and I were graduates and there's that certain allure and certain, you know, yeah. the opportunities you know, that you get at the service academies, yeah. the summer programs, just the exposure to the different branches. Uh, it's, it really is. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's just, you know, there's just people that want to go to these to the service academies and want to get that experience and some people who just you know because of the things i mentioned before just don't have a chance to, or didn't get that appointment for whatever reason but have that you know but are able to do ROTC and so yeah. um so that's why i encourage anybody who's doing uh who's applying for a service academy should definitely uh be applying for an ROTC scholarship as a backup um and I don't even think it should be a backup. I think it's, you know, as good as, you know, an academy experience. But, yes. but, you know, if you don't get that appointment, it's nice to have that Air Force ROTC scholarship that pays for your tuition at a college or university. And so the idea here is get that scholarship, go on to, to your college or university and participate in ROTC and, and, and have that 
you know, ROTC scholarship pay for your school while you're, uh, you know, doing ROTC and kind of preparing to be an officer. Yeah. And the, what the we're service gonna, academy says no to you once, you know, that's not, that's not the end. Uh, no, you it is keep, keep pushing through and just showing that you have the, um, the dedication to keep yeah. reapplying. So why is it Trish? I mean, if we take a look at like the slots, you know, we yes. take a look at nomination slots is one of the things that we need to talk about here is, is why does being in ROTC help you, you know, with a nomination to uh, a service academy? Well, it, uh, it all boils down to the congressional nominations and, and the number of slots that are allotted to the service academies. So, and I think that's one of the main reasons why people might be, you know, strong candidates for ROTC, but they live in a very uh, competitive congressional district where there's just amazing candidates, maybe close to, for for instance, if you live on the East Coast, you're going to be competing with a lot more people who are familiar with Annapolis and West Point in uh, very competitive congressional districts. So um, the nice thing about ROTC is that you don't need that congressional nomination and there are about 20 slots per academy per year. And um, these slots are broken down between ROTC and junior ROTC. So you're, you're also talking um, high school seniors, you know, that are going to be looking to go direct entry. However, it's uh, really a great opportunity. And um, you really can't go wrong, right? Because regardless, if you get that ROTC scholarship, you're going to be applying and then applying for a service academy one way or another, you're going to commission into the branch of service that you, that you're interested in. And, um, you can, so, you know, we'll break down the army, the Navy and the air force. And if you are interested in, in the Marines, um, you, you know, there is the Navy ROTC Marine Corps option as well. So yeah, all, absolutely. all four of those, um, options are there for you. So the way it works is, um, your freshman year, if you're interested in Army ROTC, you get that Army ROTC scholarship. You'd be working with your professor of military science. And for the Naval Academy, um, for Navy ROTC, you'd be working with your detachment uh, commanding officer there for that recommendation to get into the Naval Academy. And then for Air Force ROTC, your aerospace studies instructor is going to be recommending you for USAFA. So really it's, it's about when you show up to ROTC and you have this scholarship and you're interested in the service academy, the, I think the best thing is to bloom where you're planted and to, you know, just plan on succeeding there. And, you know, you don't want to show up and the first thing you say is, hey, I'm here because I really want to go to a service academy, but I didn't quite make the cut. So this was the next best best option. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that might be the truth. Yeah, the consolation prize for not getting into the academy. (laughs) (laughs) So there are, you know, um, other opportunities don't necessarily have to go down that route when you first get there. But if you are a strong performer and you start to tell these people, you know, either your professor of military science, your commanding officer, your aerospace studies instructor, that you're interested in going to a service academy and you plant that bug early, then you're going to be, you know, showing the initiative. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, you know, I, I, I think that all ROTC units 
uh, you know, would be very encouraging of, um, of candidates that want to go to a service academy. And most likely you'll probably have, you know, someone, one of the cadre members will be an academy graduate or maybe multiple people. So they'll be encouraging you. There's nothing wrong with asking uh, for this, you know, ROTC nomination. By the way, you should do your nomination to your your member of Congress also, um, you know, because there's only 20 of them. And as Trish mentioned, you know, some of them are for, uh, you know, junior ROTC units that are, I guess, distinguished um, programs and definitely qualify too. But, you know, I think that I, I don't know, you know, per academy of whether or not they fill those 20 ROTC slots, but I think that for the most part that, you know, you can get that nomination through ROTC in particular, if you're having difficulty getting a nomination through your member of Congress, like what you were mentioning earlier, those really strong um, districts. And there are those districts of death. <laughs> I just made up that <laughs> That's term. a good way to put someplace. it. And, you know, the, the districts of death, death that I think about are like outside D.C., um, yes. you know, some close you know, to New York, high demic, high uh, uh, you know, high military propensity and high income districts that mm-hmm. have a lot of high quality students that want to go to the service academies and where even getting a nomination would be difficult. So, yeah, so you definitely want to apply, you know, to your member of Congress as well as the ROTC, but, um, but yeah, uh, you know, bloom where you're planted, do the best that you can. Um, I would say a little bit more about the ROTC scholarship is, you know, it really doesn't matter where you go to school. You want to try to mirror your, I mean, you obviously want to try to get into the best school you can and do ROTC there. You know, you want to try to mirror your first year as best or as closest as you can to a service academy curriculum uh, to show the academy that you are, uh, that you can handle it. So you're looking and what at- what does that look like? Well, you're looking at like, you know, most of the scholarships, particularly Navy and Air Force are given to engineering uh, majors. Uh, and then, you know, if you get one for army, I, you know, select, you know, some hard science major. And so what you're looking at is calculus, uh, freshman chemistry, freshman year chemistry, uh, English, English, uh, history. Um, I know I missed maybe missing a couple more, but, but, you know, whatever your freshman year ones are, but those are the kind of the big four, but I think, you know, that I think you want to show them at least in your freshman year that you are, that you are a capable college student that can get solid grades in a curriculum that, that mirrors what you're going to see your plebe year or your duly year at the academies. That's a great suggestion, regardless of, you know, if you go the ROTC route or not, because, you know, there is the option of not going ROTC and reapplying again. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you want to make sure that you are setting yourself up for success with, yeah. with the, the nomination, the congressional nomination too. So lots of yeah, options absolutely. out there. Yeah. I mean, you know, try, you know, even though, you know, you might not be able to, you might not need to take that history as an elective, you're probably going to want to do that, um, at, you know, to, as one of your electives. So again, and what a mirror, differentiator too, to be able to yeah, walk yeah. into a congressional interview and say, I'm really serious about getting in, you know, even though last year I didn't make it, I've modeled the curriculum that I'm taking in college right now after the first year of a service academy, because that's how dedicated I am to getting in. Yep. And that's going to be, you know, a differentiator for, um, 
you know, for the service academies also. I would say, you know, that a couple other things, you know, you want to be thinking about are um, a sport, um, you know, continue to stay active in sports. That's why, you know, maybe going to a division three school um, to do ROTC at may be advantageous and that you can continue to, to do sports uh, you know, to kind of show that, uh, propensity there. Um, even though you may want to go to division one school, you know, there's plenty of really great division three schools where you can continue to, you know, do the sport that you did in high school. Uh, I think that's, um, another, you know, kind of consideration there. Um, and this is the other thing off the top of my head is, you know, the, the room and board piece is that there's a lot of ROTC programs where the college and university will kick in room and board for that year. So, you know, you could have everything paid for your, you know, your freshman year on a four-year scholarship. So, you know, keep in mind that even if you leave after a year with an Air Force or Army or Navy ROTC scholarship, if you go to the academy, uh, you don't owe anything back. So that year that you spent, you know, getting ready and more prepared for a service academy is, uh, you know, it's a free year where everything's paid for. So why not? I mean, it's a great, uh, it's a great option. Yeah. And um, if people are interested in the specific options for ROTC programs, uh, put together ROTC incentives, and you can find that over at the sister site, rotcconsulting.com backslash resources. And you can choose uh, specific Air Force, Army, or Navy ROTC, uh, whatever programs you're interested in, and, and check out check out those incentives and see which schools will provide uh, room and board and and other benefits. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those are you know you want to maximize your benefit, uh, you know whatever that is, and you know I make the argument that there's you know very little reason why you should be any out of pocket uh, for. ROTC, including, you know, if you play your cards right, room and board. So you should be able to, you know, go to do ROTC for the year, even if you're away from home and not pay a dime. So if you, you know, do what, you know, if you follow kind of the guidance, you know, in those incentive sheets and find a school that, you know, that can, you know, kind of, you know, give you those, those maximum amount of incentives in order to make the ROTC the least out of pocket. So, so why also ROTC? I mean, you know, from the standpoint of why the academy suddenly would, you know, even though they may have said no to you, uh, you know, when you were a senior in high school, why now are they suddenly saying yes to you now that you're, you know, a freshman in college and, and an ROTC candidate? Well, I mean, military propensity is number one. I mean, you know, when you appear in that congressional interview or the interview with with the the, the academy again, uh, you know, you have a uniform on. You know, you bet wear that that ROTC uniform. Definitely be, wear be that proud uniform. Of it, yes, you know, and yeah, and show them you are dedicated and and that you are gonna that you're gonna try again. And I, I tell you what, if you get good grades your freshman year in college and you're an ROTC participant, you know. I'd fall off my chair if you didn't get an appointment. That's how kind of, I think how, how wow. much ROTC gives you an advantage in my opinion yeah. in, in, in that, in, in getting that, in getting I that. I think we should title this podcast second chances. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think second chance is ROTC, you know, yes, because, you know, second, it, exactly. I think the one danger, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, the one danger about doing ROTC is that, you know, and I've seen this with a number of people that what happens is they enjoy ROTC so much that they don't, that they um, decide to stay. But they're still going to commission, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's it, great. But what I'm saying is you need to realize that you're probably going to enjoy your colleges and university. You're probably going to love the the that your your classmates, you're going to love ROTC, you're going to love everything about it. And so, you know, when they say to you, well, it's time to start your freshman year at, at the Air Force Academy, they, you know, you may think twice about it, but, you <laughs> true, know, there's, true. you know, because they're going to give you that appointment. And so well, you got to make a decision about whether or not you, you want three years to go with Air Force <laughs> ROTC and you're doing great and everyone loves you, yes. or you decide to then go back and get your head shaved as a freshman duly at the Air Force Academy. Four more years or, you know, an extra year. Yeah. I mean, you may validate out of a few courses, but you still got to do four years. Yeah. And that is a good point is you're not going to place into the sophomore class. You're going to start, you're going to start with everyone else. Yeah. And, but, you know, you may be able to take some more electives, but the Academy is going to put you through four years of training, no matter how many years of college you have. So so that's just something to keep in mind. Um, but I don't think that should stop you from doing ROTC because I think that that the advantages hugely outweigh the disadvantages. Definitely. Actually, I don't even think there are any disadvantages. <laughs> I don't think so either. I can't think of any disadvantages. <laughs> you know, and it's interesting too, because when you're as a even as a high school senior, you can still apply for both, as you mentioned earlier. And the timeline for ROTC seems to be pretty early. So it seems like you find out uh, one to two months in advance of Mm -hmm. the service academy decisions coming down, which really is great because it it gives you options, right? If you're awarded an ROTC scholarship, you can accept the scholarship. And then if you're granted admission into a service academy, you can withdraw your scholarship and not, and it's going to be, you know, it's not, you're not going to be penalized for that because you're going to a service academy. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can turn down your ROTC scholarship up until the day you get to the college or university. So, what, so we're talking one of the things, about like August or September. Yeah. I mean, until you actually, you know, the only, you can actually keep it in your hip pocket until, you know, the, first day of classes. And then, you know, obviously the service, then obviously the ROTC program realizes you're not going to show up and then they, they, they take away, you know, <laughs> they take away your scholarship. But, but what I do, you know, what I recommend to every candidate who gets into an academy who has an ROTC scholarship is not, don't turn it in until, uh, until you get through the, the, the summer. So basically until, the, and once you get through basic training, yeah, the cadet basic training, or yes. I don't know what what do they call it, the Air Force Academy. They call it cadet basic training at yeah, at West yeah, basic yeah, yeah basic. So training. like you know we you know you and I have seen people who have left the academies after the summer, and so you know let's just say you got a four year Air Force ROTC scholarship to I don't know I know you're Ohio State University Ohio State that's yeah right. because I know you're from Ohio and mm-hmm. we interviewed uh, <laughs> we interviewed. Who would we interview from from uh, Ohio State? Uh, we I interviewed think, uh, Major Wetzberger. Yes, exactly. See, this is what happens when you turn when you go over fifty; <laughs> is you lose your you lose your mind. But um, yeah, so you know what you with this, that scenario would be, 
you know, you have a four-year Air Force ROTC scholarship awarded off the October board and you get it in November. And then in February, you get an appointment to the Air Force Academy. What you do then is you accept the Air Force ROTC scholarship with the intention of going to Ohio State, apply to Ohio State, get into Ohio State, pay the, this is important, pay the deposit at Ohio State, go to the Air Force Academy, go over the summer, and of course you're not going to quit, but if you decide you hate it there, um, then you know you leave before the end of the summer and then you enroll in uh, Air Force ROTC with a full scholarship to Ohio State in the fall. Really hedging your bets there. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, don't, don't give up something until you have to. Yeah. Taking advantage of, of all the opportunities out there. Yeah. Don't use it as an excuse though, to leave the academy. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. As they say. So, but yeah, you can play your cards right in that regard and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, um, don't worry about taking a scholarship away from somebody else. They'll just, you know, whatever money the Air Force saved or the Army saved, they'll they'll plus up a scholarship of somebody who's already in the program who who needs one on campus. So the money will be will be channeled to somebody who you know can use this use the scholarship money that you gave up. But I mean, the worst thing that could happen is you know you go to the academy, drop out, and then you didn't have a backup plan. Yeah. So that's sort of but but what we're talking about today is. ROTC then the academy. So that's, um, but uh, I don't see any disadvantages to it. I mean, I see, I see a tremendous amount of advantages to it. Um, you know, I, I mean, personally, if, if a person's going through, let's just say they do a year of college, uh, you know, and to get ready to reapply to the academies, you know, when they're after they get done with their freshman year of college. I mean, I think if I was, you know, sitting on an Air, the Air Force Academy or, you know, Naval Academy or something, I mean, I think in the back of my mind, I'd be asking, well, why didn't you do ROTC? What's your dedication to becoming an officer? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm think maybe I'm overthinking it too much. No, I don't. I don't think you are. I think that's a great question that um, people should be asked, you know. Yeah. Did you think about ROTC? You know, yeah. it's, you obviously want to be an officer. There's no way to know that you're going to get into an academy the second time. You know, why is it that, you know, you didn't start the route to becoming an officer in the military? What, what, what caused you not to want to do that? Um, so if you're, if you decide not to do ROTC, just make sure you have a good answer. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Another so, uh, mm-hmm. thing to think about too, is the service commitment for both ROTC and service academies. Mm-hmm. Depending on what you want to do, this this is going to be, uh, it's going to vary a lot. However, the baseline for all the service academies is five years. Uh, that's the minimum that you're going to serve right. on active duty. And then for ROTC, if you go active duty, it's pretty much, it's four years uh, it's four years for the Air Force, it's four years for the Army, and it's it's five years for the Navy and four years for the Marine Corps. But, you know, there there are those options now for, you know, pilot, um, helicopter pilot, you know, air battle manager. That's going to be anywhere from six to ten years after, yeah. uh, after you graduate from the additional training. And then you have those other options, too, where, where if, if you're going to go into, you know... Um, medicine or as we've talked about before, the, the commitments there are going to be even longer. So it, it just really depends on what you're interested in, but worth fleshing out, um, 
what you're interested in and figuring out what that commitment's going to be. Yep. And we happen to have a post on the contracts that you're going to sign for ROTC, as well as some posts on, um, on, uh, the med- medical school, law school, and things like that through ROTC. So, um, I, I think, you know, that, you know, ROTC has a lot more flexibility in regards to kind of these, you know, medical school and dental school and, and law school than the academies do. So there is some advantages to, I think, going to our ROTC as well as, you know, the opportunity, you know, particularly in the army and less, less so the air force to actually immediately go into the army or air force reserve rather than going on active duty. Yes. Yeah. And, and those, uh, those more information on that, you can listen to earlier podcasts and you can also go over to ROTC consulting.com and we'll throw those links in the show notes as well. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, it's a lot to take in, but you know, I think that the, certainly the takeaway here is, um, you know, and to conclude the um, to conclude the podcast here today is, you know, is there's a lot, really, a lot of different ways to get into the service academies if you don't get accepted straight out of high school. You know, we talked previously, Trish, about the prep school um, getting in there, and that's, you know, pretty much guarantee, a guaranteed admission. Um, ROTC, you know, which, you know, I believe is, you know, if you do well in your college studies, uh, and actively participate in ROTC greatly enhances your, uh, possibility of getting, of getting into the school. And so, you know, you and I have talked about this before, but I think the conclusion is if you want to get into the Academy bad enough, you know, you can get in and you can get yourself in. But what oftentimes happens, I think is after, um, you know, your senior year of high school, if you don't get into an academy, you then, you know, go on with your life and do something different. And, you know, I think, you know, you, only having a year of dedicated preparation, wherever that is, a prep school or ROTC can get you into that academy. And so, you know, the reality is don't give up. Very good point. Very good point. You know, and, so you definitely, I mean, yeah. you know, don't want to give up. Yeah. And as you're yeah. making these decisions, you know, you can always visit a National Guard or Reserve unit near you yeah. if all else fails. And right now with COVID, even if you can't, you know, go to the unit itself, you're, you can reach out and most of them will be more than happy to at least have you talk with an officer. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really, you know, for obviously with you doing ROTC, you'll kind of have that you know, military uniform on and things, but, you know, there's so many, you know, local resources that you can leverage to learn more about the military, you know, air reserve, air guard, army, national guard, marine, um, you know, guard, marine reserve or, or a Navy reserve. There's just, you know, in your hometown, there's just so many resources that you can use to, you know, to kind of be more educated about the military and about, you know, officership. The, the world is your oyster. <laughs> <laughs> the world is your oyster. Don't give up. Uh, you know, you can get into a service academy if that is your dream. And don't let, you know, the the failure to get an appointment in high school prevent you from realizing your dream of getting into a service academy. Absolutely. Well so, said. Great. Trish, I can't, I don't have anything more to say. <laughs> I think we said it all. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Well, it was great to uh, have you all here today. Thanks for listening to the podcast and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. 
you've reached the end of another episode of the Gain Service Academy Admission Podcast. Connect with us at gainserviceacademyadmission.com. Love this episode of the podcast? Head over to iTunes, Spotify, or whatever podcast app you listen to to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Thank you.